Welcome to episode number four, encouraging your husband to love a shared calendar for your family. More times than not, moms and wives are the keepers of the home. They know when projects are due, special events are happening, birthday parties are coming and going, gatherings are taking place, when homework's due, when extracurriculars are happening, if a game's been canceled, or if it's picture day. I mean, We also know when the last time the toilets have been cleaned and when the kids are going to outgrow their clothes and we know that it's going to be time to go shopping for new shoes and when they need a special outfit for some random thing that's going to be happening at school. Some of you even know when your bills need to be paid. Need I go on? I mean, let's not talk about the doctor's appointments and keeping pets fed and plants watered and how do you get dinner on the table every night of the week. Did you guys have any idea that you were keeping track of so many things? This episode is going to be amazing. I'm going to tell you about my journey from having a hands-off husband to a fully committed Google Calendar king and what I did to encourage participation from my husband how I handled the pushback in the beginning, and really what I feel is the biggest ticket to successfully getting both of our hearts and minds wrapped around using a shared calendar. But before I dive in with all of that, thank you so much for being here. And I want you to know that the success of this show means so much to me. And knowing that women from all around the country and even all around the world are finding answers to being able to get rid of the chaos in their life that they've been dying to find is what this is all about. And I need your help to make this super impactful. I need you to subscribe to my show and leave a review. The more five-star reviews I get, the more other people can connect with my show. They can connect with you and they can connect to all of this information that I'm trying to share This podcast is my main platform because I know that I can reach thousands of women this way, and I am so thrilled that you are one of them. Please, if you haven't already, if you are loving what you are hearing in this very, very beginning first kickoff and launch, if you're binge listening and you love this, take a moment, pause right now, go over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave me that review. It would mean so much to me. Optimize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, If you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the hot mess express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Okay, listen, ladies, before you guys jump off of this because you feel like 100% this is never going to happen for you and for your husband. Promise me that you will just stick around to the very end of this podcast. There is hope no matter what angle you are coming to this podcast from. It doesn't matter if your husband 
is on any end of the spectrum, there is room for improvement on how you guys are scheduling and maintaining a calendar system in your home. Let me just start by saying when my husband and I met, he had been single for a very long time and I had a three-year-old daughter. So when we got married, it was instantly busy and there were a lot of things coming and going. We all know that kids make our lives busier and there was preschool. I had a job. We have shared parenting time um, with her biological father and he has a rotating schedule for the fire department, not to mention any of the other work and fun and activities that we had going on and our external family members, and just all of the moving parts and the moving pieces. And when you have a child in the mix, there always has to be accountability for one parent or the other to be taking care of those children. Then we added another kid into all of that, and there just was so much breakdown in communication. There was double booking or someone constantly feeling taken advantage of or underappreciated or overworked, or there was this this gap in communication, really, what it was. You know, my husband would often feel frustrated that he had to ask permission in air quotes, right? If he could come and go and do as he pleased because he didn't really know what was going on and I was always left feeling frustrated, like, what in the world? I have this and I need you to be here and wait a minute, I thought we were doing this because we talked about that and he doesn't remember and I, as a mom that's working and feeling strapped to the max with just work. And it was never his intentions to make me feel that way. But what was happening is that I knew everything that needed to happen in the girl's life and in my life because maybe I'm not a full-time stay-at-home mom, but I am the one that is predominantly taking care of the kids because he works way more hours than me. Does he want to be plugged into the kids' lives? Yes, but most men... When they're gone and they're working most of the day, that's very hard for them to do. And we want them to be plugged in too. I also really wanted to make sure that my husband never, ever felt like I was the keeper of his schedule. And it was very much going in that direction. And that was never intentional on my behalf. And I know there are so many women. My husband tells me about men that he works with or friends of his or just people that he knows of in general. And and I know that this happens too. That some of you ladies have husbands that are perfectly okay with just showing up and you telling them everything that they need to do, where they need to go, what needs to happen. And you guys work well like that. And you know what? This episode is probably going to be really good for you too. There is so much value in making sure that there is autonomy in your relationship. Knowing that my husband has the ability to schedule his own life and still respect what I'm doing with my kids and what I'm doing in my personal life and vice versa has been one of the most powerful parts of us growing together as a couple. And I would highly encourage you to continue to listen to this, even if you think that your husband's never going to be interested and he would rather just be hands off. There has been a huge difference in my husband's involvement and in his enthusiasm and in his satisfaction as a husband and a dad from just being able to 
partake in what's happening even though he's at work. And even though I'm the one that's taking care of most of the scheduling, he still is able to have his eyes on it and his heart locked into it or even just be abreast of what's going on so that he can come to the table and be a part of what the family's doing when he's gone and working so many hours. Now, this wasn't something that I was like, hey, I have this idea, let's just do this thing. And he was like, oh, yes, I'm going to have a shared calendar and I'm going to be time blocking things and we're going to rock this scheduling thing. That is actually the direct opposite of what happened. And I can imagine that there are a lot of you that will go through the same thing. And I know how badly we want our husband's to be a part of what is going on in the monstrosity of raising children. (laughs) You guys, it's work. It is work, especially in the culture that we live in right now. And this is what this podcast is really about for me is helping other women in this culture right now understand what it looks like to be able to provide financially for our homes because for most of us, that is what has to happen. And also to be able to manage a home at the same time. And what that looks like whenever we are marrying men that came out of a generation where all the men did was they went to work and they came home and no fault of their own and no fault of the women who raised me that didn't know that I was gonna have to manage a job and being a mother at the same time. But here we are. Here we are with us and these notions and these ideas of what it looks like to be a wife and a husband, to have children and to have jobs. And we've got to figure out a different way. And I will tell you that getting my husband and myself in a space that is aligned with what he needs to do in a day and what I need to do in a day and what we both need to do for our children was no easy feat But this system right here of using a shared calendar and getting us both on board with what that looks like has revolutionized our ability to communicate clearly and keep us sailing in smooth seas and less rough waters for the most part. So in today's episode, what you are going to learn is some of the exact phrases I used to encourage my husband to have a genuine interest in using a shared calendar with me. I'm also going to tell you what we put on our shared calendar and why it's so important to do this together. Also, I'm going to talk about the platform I use, how to set it up, and other alternatives that you can try. And then lastly, I'm going to go through some specific troubleshooting tips that you can keep in mind when met with frustration or challenges when you're implementing a calendar together. One of the things that I work really, really hard at with the way that I parent and the way that I communicate with my husband is to make sure that I am patient and that I'm considerate of what they're experiencing whenever I'm bringing information to them. Being kind when I am feeling anxious is challenging for me. And I find it most helpful when someone literally gives me exact verbiage that I can rehearse and use so that I can communicate my thoughts clearly, even though I have this committee of people telling me all of these things about what I fear is going to happen in return. What I think could be extremely helpful for you and was very helpful for me when talking to my husband about this was to make sure that I clearly articulated 
the wife that I wanted to become and the wife that I have been thus far and really emphasizing how the pain points in his life when coming into conflict with me could be remedied by doing this calendar system together. So I told him, hey, I've been super frustrated with trying to figure out how to get a sitter when you're coming off of shift and I'm supposed to be going to work. And I think that it would be really helpful if you were able to see that in a calendar and you could help me brainstorm. You would know that this was taking place and instead of me being angry and frustrated and you not understanding why, you would know why and we could just talk about that. So we would be coming to each other from a place of support and being proactive instead of reactive. Another suggestion and something that I totally did was telling him, hey, I would like to create a home that is awesome for you to come home to after you've been working, but I'm going to need to brainstorm a few things with you. Or I have an idea that I know will really help me feel less frustrated as a wife and be able to respect the hard work that you're doing for our family so much more. And I would really love it if we could talk about that tonight after the kids go to bed. You know, my husband is not like over the moon about communicating. And I'm such a communicator and I'm such a relator. And I have to understand that I need to be ready with clear and concise questions. I started very slow with this whole concept of sharing a calendar with each other. And in the very beginning, I knew that I would have to tell him what he needed to hear to know that this was a benefit to him because just like us, he has a lot on his mind too. And sometimes knowing how to understand the minds of a woman and his wife can be overwhelming. And I totally get that. So if you're in a really casual and comfortable place in your marriage, you might just be able to say, hey, I know we're both actively seeking and brainstorming ways to make the culture of our house just super chill. And you can tell them, I listen to this podcast and I have this idea. Do you want to listen to it? Or can I tell you about it? What do you think? Will this work? I think the most important thing is that you need to know why you want to do this and you let your husband understand that you need his help with creating a house that runs efficiently so that you can manage the kids and work and a house with grace and happiness without anxiety and frustration. I promise you, if you cue your husbands into, this is going to allow me to be calm, to be chill, to be happy, to be supportive, to be positive, whatever pain point it is that you guys are having, if you let him know that him being involved and having a shared calendar is going to help reduce that for you, you're going to get buy-in almost immediately. And if you get pushback, that's okay. It's normal to be skeptical of things that might make us go out of our comfort zone, right? Like, I met my husband's reluctance with telling him that it's not something we were going to have to do and we had to do all the time. I just let him know it would be for a short time. And I also made it very clear that it would not be more work for him to do on his own, but that I just really needed a partner in this process. And could he help me? Could we do this for a little bit and see if it works? And if it doesn't, that's fine. But can you just try this out with me? And 
we've been doing it ever since. So it clearly worked out really, really well for us. And I know that it could work for you too. Once you have gotten past that part, let's talk about how you actually go about setting up a shared calendar. I use an electronic option. So I use my Google calendar and you just go to calendar.google.com and you sign in to whatever email address you want to use. I use my personal one, not my work one. And when you open that up and you sign in on the left-hand side, there's a column and you will see a section that says my calendars. Then the name of the calendar that you want to share will show there with that email address. And if you hover your mouse over it, three small dots are going to appear and it will say more options. When you click on those three dots, then you click on settings and sharing. Once that opens up, you scroll down and there is an add sign and it says add people that you would like to share this with. And then you would just put your husband's email address in there. Now, it's important to know that whenever you share this with him, anything that you put down underneath that calendar will show up on his calendar. And I'm going to talk about the benefits of that and what that looks like for us in just a minute. He also is going to need to go into his settings and do the same thing and share his calendar with you. So now anything that he puts in on his end, you're also going to see. Now, he doesn't have to put anything in on his end right now or ever, but I would suggest that you do that because that is what encourages him to be able to have his own privileges and his own, really it empowers him quite frankly, to be able to schedule things. And it does relieve some of the stress on your end to have to do it all by yourself. And that's something that will come in time. It might not be something that you jump into right away. Or for those of you that have already super active husbands, that would be something that he could just start doing immediately and you both would be adding to calendars right away. The other thing to know is make sure that you don't share any other calendars that are going to bombard what you see on your end. So my calendar that I have for the podcast and for ChelseaJoe.co, I don't share that one with my husband because when he opens up his calendar for what we're doing on Friday, he doesn't want to see everything that I'm doing along with everything that he's doing. It's strictly just the things that we are scheduling for our family that we share right now. The other option for those of you that do not want to do this with an electronic calendar or Google calendar, you don't want to use your phones for this process and you just know that that is not going to work for your husbands because they use a flip phone and they don't have a smartphone or whatever that might be, you can absolutely do this another way. So what I suggest is you just get a large month calendar board from like Walmart, Target, Hobby Lobby, Amazon, they all have them that you hang up in a space that is a common area, like maybe the pantry or the laundry room, even your bedroom, somewhere where both of you are going to be able to see it, a room that you're passing in and out of every single day, and you hang it up there. It is going to have all of the exact same information. What you would put into your calendar, if you were doing it electronically, 100% applies to what would be written on your monthly board. The only disadvantage I would say to using a board as a calendar would 
be that there is not instant access to the information. We did try that, but it didn't work for us because my husband's shifts are about 26 hours in length from the time he leaves the house until he gets back. That was just too long of a period for him to be able to keep up with with the fast-paced life that we have going on with two kids and, and jobs. So we tried it and it wasn't successful for us. And then that's when we switched into using our phones and that has been so much more beneficial for us. I also want to mention that there are a multitude of apps available that will help you do this as well. You can just Google shared family calendar and tons of them will pop up. Some people have a lot of success with apps that simplify the process. For me, it made it a bit more complicated. It was yet another tool in my phone that I was having to learn and I just stuck with what I already knew and I made it as simple as I could so we could get it into place as quickly as possible. For some of you though, it might be worth checking out and um, if you do and you find one that's super successful for you, let me know. I would love to hear about it. Okay, let's get down to the nitty gritty. What am I even putting on this calendar? Come on, Chels, like you keep telling me that I need this, but what are you putting on it? Okay, let's talk about it. So anything and everything that the kids are doing that would impact my husband or myself goes on the calendar. If I open up my calendar and I go through what any given week looks like, I have my gym time in there. I have down a to-do. I had to take my grandma's car in for emissions. Then we had a meeting with um, somebody at our church. Then on Tuesday of this week, I have turkey trot for um, my oldest daughter from 120 to 150. And I put down my gym time and my husband's gym time is down on there. When my husband is on shift, it shows that in there so that we know when his rotation is. My gym time is also in there and we both are seeing all of this. My podcast interview I have down there, even though he's going to be at work, I still put that in there because it's something that's important to me. And if it's on the calendar, he's able to view it. He knows that he can support me through that. He can ask, hey, how'd your podcast interview go today? If it's not there, he has no idea to even ask me about it. Then for Thanksgiving Day, we have quite a few moving parts. So my dad's coming over for breakfast. I have that in. And when specific bills are due, he puts that in the calendar because he wants me to be able to see it. I asked him to put that information in there so that I can kind of sort of keep up with it. And um, when we have to pick up Frankie Joe because sometimes she spends time with her biological dad. And even though I'm the person that 99.5% of the time goes and picks her up, I still have that down in a calendar where he can see it just in case I can't be there or so that he knows that I have to be somewhere and he can keep up with that information. Dinner at my mom's and then our date night. Anytime whenever he is gone to work, if I have something specific happening, if I have a friend coming over, I put that in the calendar so that he knows that's probably why I'm not responding to his text messages or he can again be involved in what's going on when he is at work. If your kids have something special going on at school, you should put that in there. If there's birthday parties that the kids are going to be attending to, you should put that in there. 
specific work hours that are outside of the normal you can put down, any special events that you know you want his support in or you want him to be present for. All of our fundamental needs, you guys, our gym time, our date night, our family night, the cleaning, our to-dos. We have an entire grade eight, which are our fundamental needs, and I have an entire episode dedicated to that. And it is just the episode before this, episode three. So if you haven't listened to that, you should absolutely go and listen to that. Those are all on our shared calendar so that we know when those fundamental needs are being met in our life. And it's really, this goes both ways. Anything that he adds on his end and needs support on in his life, like special projects at work, or if he has to go into work early, if a friend asks him to meet up for coffee and we haven't had time to talk about it and he needs to get back to them, he puts it in the calendar. And if I see that, I know, oh, hey, we haven't talked about this. This is something that he wants to do. I'm not going to book anything then. I'm not going to overlap. I'm going to start looking for a sitter. These are ways that I'm able to support him in the things that he wants to do in his life. There really is no right or wrong way when it comes to figuring out what you want to put on the shared calendar. The most important part and what I want to emphasize out of everything that you are listening to today is that this is supposed to be a resource and a tool that helps the two of you understand what you need to do in your own lives so that you're a more well-oiled functioning machine, especially for those of you that have busy schedules, also called raising children. That complicates things at a whole nother level. And I know I haven't touched a whole lot on those of you that have husbands who would rather just be told what to do so that they don't have to think about it. And I would really challenge you to try to work with him anyway, because I really truly believe that a lot of that is rooted in their fear of not being able to show up well enough for your expectations. And if you communicate very clearly that you don't expect anything except for them to just be a partner with you through this process, I can guarantee that you're going to get less resistance and more dedication from them. So many times we view this as our territory. This is a space where we feel that we have all rights reserved because we typically know what's going on with our kiddos much more because we're around them more often. And I really hope that you guys take this as an opportunity to sit down and think about how you and your spouse can be more aligned and inevitably how you can encourage him to be confident in showing up. Even though he's gone, ask him, talk to him about this. Tell him what you're thinking. Ask him what he would want this to look like. Sit down and utilize this as an opportunity to have a conversation so that you're not constantly frustrated, so that you don't feel like you're being underappreciated, so that he does have the opportunity to understand how much stinking work it is for you to be at home with the kids and for you to be maintaining 
minimum or maximum hours. Some of you guys are working full-time and you're maintaining all of the schedules. Sit down and have this conversation with him. And as long as you approach this with patience and grace, I promise good things are going to come of it. Okay, before I wrap up this episode, I want to talk to you about the number one troubleshooting tip that I give people all the time. Often, whenever I have coached women on how to put this system into place, because I think that it would really help rectify some of the issues that they're having, they say, oh my goodness, this is awesome. They get filled with hope. They set this system up with their husbands. Their husbands seem to be on board. Everything's awesome. And then they say, wow, he's just not looking at the calendar. We're doing the calendar system. I'm putting everything in, but he's not looking at it. How do I get him to look at the calendar? Which it's true, right? You can have all this information written down on your board that is in the kitchen. And if he just never looks at it, he's still not going to have any idea what's going on. And it can be in a calendar in the phone. And if either one of you don't look at it, neither one of you are going to know what's going on. So the important part is that you do look at the calendar. And how you can encourage that is to hold each other accountable. Hold your husband accountable. Don't just make up for oh, well, he didn't look at it and he doesn't really want to do it and I don't want to put more on him, so it's fine. And just perpetuate the problem that you've been having thus far. It's so important that if he spaces that he was supposed to cook dinner because he didn't look at the calendar and see that you were working late, when you're on your way home and you call him and say, hey, I'm so excited, is dinner almost ready? And he's like, what dinner? That's when you take a deep breath and you say, Okay, well, the calendar said that I was working late and we had talked about you making dinner tonight and that's all right. What would you like me to stop and pick up on the way home since it's too late to cook dinner now? And that's it. And literally, that's it. You give him grace. And if that happens over and over and over again, you can come back to the table and say, hey, we've been trying this and it seems like looking at the calendar is really hard. We can set reminders so that pop-ups will show up on our phone. We can get a text. We can get an email. Whenever you create the event in your calendar, you just set a reminder. Maybe that could help solve that problem. And you work together. I promise you, if you come to this with an open mind and an open heart, he will too. Ladies, I gave you a lot of information today. So in recap, let me emphasize the most important takeaways from today's episode. First and foremost, get your family on a calendar that you can share, either a large board in a shared space or an electronic Google calendar. Second, be patient with the implementation of this system. And lastly, provide clear communication on the reasons why you want his involvement and encourage his contribution to your family in this way. Remember that more often than not, our husbands want to help us, but don't always feel like they know how. So use this as an opportunity to get to know each other and better help support the unique needs you both have in your relationship. And as always, if you have any questions or want to get to know my ideas on this topic a little bit better, just hop on over to Instagram at chelseajo.co and shoot me a DM. I'll look forward to meeting you over there. Hey, before you go, 
If today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.